0: Yo 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 yo! Coming in hot after a weird week all around. The last week has just been weird, and um, I know both of our personal lives in NFL world. It's obviously election time. We're avoiding all of that like the plague. Just like the mm-hmm. NFC least avoids wins and positive statistics in the traditional sense. So. We got Connor back in the house and to do a little house cleaning, speaking of, as I sit here running my uh, internet off of a generator. Yeah, you heard that right, a generator. So I am on day seven, no power. The NFC lease has not just infected my psyche, but my personal life. I am now on the, uh, I know there have been in total about half a million people. So we live in Oklahoma, big ice storm, bunch of people without power. That's what caused the weird delay and probably the weird formatting uh, of our last episode being dropped, I think, on Sunday morning or early afternoon. I don't remember now, but if you're wondering like what was going on there and then there was there was a issue with our recording bot, Craig, the first time and hopefully only time he has will ever let us down. Uh, He (laughs) stopped in the middle of our episode and fortunately he was at a good spot relatively so we went back and had to fix some stuff i had to splice clips together it was a whole mess right so we're back though better than ever ready to go i've got my generator connor has power again but that's that's the world we're living in right now connor how are you
1: i am still pretty angry from the monday night debacle that we will get into i'm sure uh later and i'm guessing you're just sitting there waiting for me to get to just rip into the team because I'm still hurting. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep getting hopes up. It it really just hurts me more than it hurts them, and it's just so sad.
0: I feel that's so great. hard. <laughs> Okay, good. Good. Good to know. Good to know you're still uh surviving, right? You haven't totally you haven't you haven't smashed your TVs or done anything
1: Yeah, crazy, no, I'm still so. an idiot who believes.
0: Yeah, same here, dude. Same here. I mean, look, I believe for like a season and a half with Chip Kelly as did most other Eagles fans. So, it's not yeah. It's just it's just the nature of fandom sometimes. You just don't want I, because I think when you get into despair, you get in a real dark place that a lot of Cowboys fans are probably finding themselves where they're just questioning their entire fanhood. And yep. uh, all in all, that's not something I, I, I don't think anybody wants to see, no matter what side you're on. On one hand, I'm like, uh, oh, maybe you could join, you know, flip sides. But then but then just thinking about like, I don't know, that's a lot to yeah,
1: But would you really even want them?
0: No, at I mean- that point, I would probably just quit quit my fandom and become just a real generic fan for the NFL. Yeah, if, if, if I can even be, do that.
1: Yeah. Just let them be something random, like a Vikings fan. Why are yeah. you a Vikings fan? You from Minnesota? No, Mm-mm. I was a Cowboys fan. I gave up. So you picked the Vikings. Oh, Twenty. sure. I guess whatever.
0: Purple's the color of royalty. And I like the, the design <laughs> of the helmets. Like, okay, cool, man.
1: All right. Yeah, well, cool. you got me there.
0: <laughs> Can't, can't argue with that, but we're back. It was uh, a weird week, all in all, just because we saw, saw some crazy scores overall. So I, I know we normally don't do this, but there's a couple that I just need to highlight because I'm sure you're aware. Uh, it was There were some weird games, weird scores. So real quick, just because, and I felt that it was in tune with NFC Least style, if you will, you know, it, it kind of fit in our mantra, like some people really bought into that which I don't know if I appreciate or really how I feel about it. Uh, The Falcons, (laughs) they actually beat somebody. Um, You had the Patriots going to um, two and five here. Uh, They're in a weird spot altogether. I don't think anybody really expected losing Tom to do that much to him, but here we go. Uh, Other weird ones, though, were the Bengals beating the Titans by double digits, 31 to 20. Okay. Feeling real extra weird. The Vikings beat the Packers, twenty-eight to twenty-two. The Packers, who I think we all thought were on a roll, very strange. The Dolphins are good, but it is the Rams. Yeah, yeah. we won't worry too much about that one. Yeah, the Steelers remained undefeated. That's not a that's not a talking point one, nor is that <laughs> one. Okay, so those are the only ones. Those are the only ones. As you can see, I was so aptly prepared because I I thought about all of this. Earlier in the week when I finally got some internet back after getting a generator. Um, look, I'm in a weird spot. I have to check this thing every like four hours to make sure it's got enough <laughs> gas. And if it doesn't, I have to kill all my power, refuel. It's a whole – I get up every morning and start it. It's I'm living in a different time right now. You really are. My brain's, my brain's all over the place. But all right. I think that's good for an intro. Let's go ahead and jump into the shenanigans. We had Duper Bowl game number three. Of the season, we had the classic Eagles Cowboys showdown. And man, was it a least duper bowl? It was, I think, everything we expected and more. Once again, Dallas came in hot, really trying to show that they don't believe in defense at all, Mm -hmm. actively trying to play bad defense. They are, they are, they are anti defense and also really stepping up the game and saying, you know what? We don't even believe in touchdowns anymore. We are a field goal team from now on, which (laughs) bodes well if you have their kicker Zorloin or whatever he is. Uh, I think that's their kicker. I might be thinking of someone else, but.
1: you got it. It's Zorloin.
0: No need. No need. Okay, cool. I was like, don't fact check me, but because I don't care enough. I wasn't going to say anything if you were wrong. Right. No, I'm more talking to the listeners. Not like I've gotten any fact checks now. Uh, I thought adding the text line would help, but people are <laughs> hesitant. That's fair. I, we're all tired of getting the vote spam text messages. So yeah. that's understandable, yeah. right? Which they have now technically come to an end. But here we are. So it was it was a crazy game. Connor, what do you got for us on Duperable Game 3?
1: All right. Well, it was just the most boring game. I mean, seriously. The only exciting thing was Dallas continually tried trick plays. Like it yes. really seemed like the ten-year-old playing Madden. Like we could do a triple reverse pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're doing it. But you just did what? Now we're doing it again. Um, and the Eagles ended up winning twenty-three to nine. Yeah, it was it was ugly. I mean, the Eagles weren't even winning until the very end of the third quarter. I think it was seven to nine. Um, Denucky is just not that dude. Like, he didn't make a whole lot of really bad mistakes, but he just kind of held on to the ball a while. He didn't have the cannon for an arm. He's just kind of there. He's just Denucky. I mean, it's whatever, you know. He's a twenty-three year old rookie from where, wherever it was, Gensicola, Pennsylvania. So I don't know what we're really expecting. Uh, then the Eagles, Carson Wentz, you know, he stayed at that one-to-one ratio that we love. Two touchdowns, two picks. I mean, we're uh, he really did his part in uh, making sure that the NFC Least is working its way towards 500, where as many picks as we have touchdown passes. I think he also had two fumbles, right?
0: Uh, yes. And then sure I think did.
1: maybe Danucki also had two fumbles.
0: Uh, I, I know he had one for sure, but I can't. I let me. Yep, two I've,
1: fumbles. Both yeah, of them lost. Buddy. Really, really about. great yeah. work from the quarterbacks. Everyone else was bland, boring, except for uh, Fletcher Cox with his army crawls every time he got a sack. That's a giant man doing snipe? army crawl. That's incredible.
0: It was so good. like the first time it happened, I was like, oh no, he's crawling because like he did it straight from the sack. He was still <laughs> on top of Danucky and and like started just crawling, basically crawled over him and I was just at, at first I was like, I was like, oh snap, he's hurt. that's a weird way to get off or like I don't know. <laughs> And of
1: course you went straight to hurt. You're an Eagles fan. It makes exactly.
0: sense. exactly. And I was like, oh no, he's hurt. And then he like kept crawling and then went, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> that was
1: incredible. Okay. And then that he did so it again good. later. It is so fun.
0: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I like this. Keep it up. Yep.
1: I have to say that is, he is now my favorite Eagle solely because of the army crawl.
0: It was so good. Giant
1: man doing an army crawl is always the best.
0: Uh, Yeah. Um,
1: Otherwise, I don't know if you have much else to say about the game. I really don't. I feel like I was Chris Berman doing the fastest three minutes because there's just not that much to talk about with this game to me. Maybe you got more.
0: Um, Only high note I have Was I wasn't paying super close attention. And I know you had fallen. I actually didn't see this till the next morning because you said you you fell asleep or went to bed. I did the same. And I was like, I record all the games. So I was like, I'll just I'll get up in the morning, finish this for the sake of the podcast. And I I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden I see the uh, a snap go way over the punter's head out of the back of the end zone with like, and there's like three and a half minutes left or two, two minutes left in the fourth. And, and I was like, Oh snap. But there was part of my brain said that didn't look like a bad snap problem because he was, he was, he was maybe on the front goal line. Like he wasn't in the punter. Wasn't even in the end zone. Like it wasn't like he had plenty of room. It wasn't like where it was a real chance at a block. And then like, I go back and I watch it again and they show the replay. They, we saw an intentional safety via high snap on a punt because what they wanted to do was they wanted to then do their safety kick from 20 and sky kick it, make it go only like 15 yards in hopes that it would act as an onside kick and they could recover it. And they almost did. It
1: almost worked. Yeah,
0: it almost worked. So they gave up two more points to potentially go down and just lose by a little less. It was wild. It was the It craziest. kind of
1: almost makes sense to do though, right? Because it was what it does fourth and ten, fourth and 15? Yeah. I mean, it was something like that. They were on their own one or two. I mean, yeah. it was it was somewhere like that. So, are you really planning on getting fifteen yards, or are you gonna take the safety, do the free kick to where they can't? They can actually. You can't actually fair catch that, but it was so convoluted. That it would be tough to do that. And it almost worked. And you almost gave up two points to give yourself about, I don't know, 40, 50 yards and a fresh set of downs. Right. So and it kind of makes sense, but it's just wild to actually see someone give that a shot.
0: It was so crazy. It was so crazy. Like that. This is the type of stuff when you come back to the caboose, this is the type of stuff you get, all right? This is the type of weird, uh-huh. like the, the mantra of the caboose is "let's get weird and lose." Yeah. So,
1: and and it's just wonderful because we're all in it together. And mm-hmm. whenever some, it's like when someone walks back with an idea out of your friend group, and they're like, "You know what, guys? I'm going to start buying and selling cell phones on Craigslist, trying to make a profit." And everyone else is mm-hmm. so broke, and just like anything you say. We're just going to go, dude, yeah, that could work. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Even though if anyone else heard that, they would just be like, no, Mark. There is no way that's going to make any sense and it's not going to make money. Shut up. Go back to working at Dairy Queen. But since it's (laughs) us, we're all in it and we're all just like, yeah, let's do it. That's a great idea. I wish I'd have thought of that no I'll real be your reasons. marketing
0: director like we have
1: no one to check us that's the problem mm-hmm. we have no one to check us
0: we're all just crazy and with each other yep. and yeah so that's that's my only addition to the take was if you want to see something crazy that you've probably never seen in football strategically you can go 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 just go look that up it's in the last like two minutes of the fourth and it's in an, it's pretty incredible to see But, yeah, there was no surprises in this game. Dallas only scored field goals, and Eagles looked kind of good at times, and then they really leased it up at other times, and I was like, hey, I appreciate that. Carson did his thing, kept it one-to-one, added to the total. It's It's the race to 500. You know, <laughs> yep. in, with our touchdown to interception ratio, like that's what we're trying to do. We're chasing that. We just need people to help us out. So, on a slightly different note, if you're not pissed off at the Washington football team for taking a bye week, even though every team is entitled to one, you should be because a bye week does nothing for us. Least it does. It does nothing for us. It you. We're here to play games so we can lose games and lose the most games. All right. And be the worst. Not playing a game is worse than a tie because a tie was at least like, you're just confusing people. It's, it's with the intentional safety move. You're like, we're tying people. And, but a bye week says, nah, we just don't want to play. And it's like, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that. You're
1: not. Only. So, you know, I'm fairly certain the Eagles are on a bye week this coming week.
0: Look, I'm half past pissed off, all right? We're all pissed (laughs) off, okay? I mean, as an Eagles fan, you kind of live in a perpetual state of pissed off, whether it's pissed off, excited, pissed off, pissed off, (laughs) or pissed off, disappointed, um, you're pissed off, okay? And this one is just just straight up pissed off. It's like, come on, who do we think we are taking a bye week? We're not going to get healthy. People are going to get injured in the bye week. We're going to find ways to get more injuries in a bye week and come back less healthy. That's the only way we kind of come out successful out of a bye week. The only partially redeeming quality from a bye week is if you come out with more injuries or or some something drastic happening. But you can't you can't have any oh we're, we we feel rested and we we got extra game plan. For what? You're going to get throttled. <laughs> yeah, so Eagles are on the bye week. We won't we don't have to talk about it anymore. Uh, I think we all are in agreement here. It's stupid. Hmm. But yeah, so now time to move on to, you know, I thought the Eagles Cowboys game was going to be the bell of the ball, but this one is so polarizing, so conflicting. And I do want to make a disclaimer here that there are exceptions to our NFC leasing. And however, this doesn't This I only say that because I think this could be perceived as exceptions as an exception to our typical rule and way of thinking. And our mantra, you know, this is our, our M.O. here, right, is leasting. I don't think this fully falls in under that, but some people may consider it. And you all can probably guess it by now. It is that Tom Brady Tampa Bay game with Danny Derp and the Giants. Now, in typical least fashion, conventional wisdom would say, the Giants didn't least very well because they almost won. However, this is that exception, right? Two reasons. And I know Connor, you you brought one of these up offline already. First reason being: look, we 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 want to keep this horse race that is the NFC least completely open. One one of these losing record teams could make the playoffs, but nobody's gonna know until hopefully the last week. Hopefully we just keep losing That's and out. only beating each other. And the Giants right now are on the tail end of that. And they need, they need to get one win to kind of catch up and really be in that race. So it's totally anybody's game statistically. And so that is first reason a, we would allow a win like that. (laughs) Now, second reason being historically we know, and I love, I love seeing this on when they showed it on, on Monday night, Tom Brady is four and three against the giants. Two of those losses are in super bowls. One specifically 18 and one, which falls under the category of if you're not a if you're not a Patriots fan, you hate the Patriots, so it's all fair game here. And so now now that's not just to say we're here to see Tom Brady lose because he's not in the Patriots anymore, right? So I'm kind of apathetic. I really don't care as much, but his relationship with the Giants and Derpy quarterbacks on the Giants. And we've already discussed how Danny Derp is the derp incarnation, the reincarnation of derpiness of Eli Manning. Like he, they literally, he literally looks like he could be his like little brother or cousin, oh, yeah. and he, he acts like him too in a lot of ways. He's a little bit speedier, but he 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 does he makes a lot of the same questionable throws or uh, misses throw yep. throw opportunities. So in we and that's what that's what we've learned is the kryptonite of Tom Brady is derpy quarterbacks. And so in typical fashion, what do we want to see, right? We want to see Tom succumb to his kryptonite and his derp. And that's why I know Connor obviously was, but that's why I was as well cheering for the giants to pull off this upset because we needed to see that classic fashion of Tom Brady. And we got like 90% of it, but the problem is we wouldn't need it a hundred percent and get the full loss. But Connor, I'll let you take over, uh, Your your breakdown because I know you got a lot of rage here, so uh, just take it away.
1: Okay, Um, yeah, still pretty upset, still pretty heated about this one. Uh, Tampa Bay won 25 to 23. Uh, The Giants scored with oh, something like 16 20 seconds left and went for two. And you know, the favorite, least favorite player uh, on the Giants, Daniel Jones, threw the ball incredibly late and. Uh, They threw a penalty for pass interference. They picked it back up because they decided, Daniel Jones, you don't deserve this. So the game was over. Um, Several times throughout the game, Daniel Jones proved his leasterist by throwing two of the worst interceptions I have seen in quite some time. Non-junior high football category. (laughs) He should have thrown the ball away on both of them. Instead, he decides, I'm going to stick in the pocket, throw it across my body, while I have someone draped on my throwing arm, I bet I can get it there. I don't want to throw it away. Threws it directly to the other team, both times, and I believe I counted six times, he overthrew a medium to deep pass that was open, not just kind of open, like, Derry Slayton, uh, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram each had at least one where they had dusted the guy. And, no, we're just going to overthrow it because it's not fair. I would hate to hurt that defensive back's feelings. Um, Defense actually played strangely very well. The special teams played well. The offense, other than the quarterback, Also played fairly well. The game plan apparently was crystal clear and good. And so all of that made me feel uncomfortable at how successful everyone else was trying to be. But Daniel Jones really single handedly brought it all the way back down to the leastest. And so for the sake of the podcast, I have to say thank you to him. But for the sake of my own sanity and fandom, because it was, you know, the trade deadline was yesterday and the game was Monday night. I laid awake for an hour afterwards thinking of potential trade scenarios just to get rid of Daniel Jones. Things like maybe we just trade him straight up for Jameis Winston. Yeah, he would throw a lot of picks too, but at least he'd really, you know, push the ball down the field. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, something like Daniel Jones and some old stale popcorn for uh, Fitzmagic down in Miami. He's not starting anymore. Um Daniel Jones and a half off coupon to the Sizzler for Josh Rosen. He's a backup now. Or alternatively, let's find that we can still go to the free agent market. I don't know what Mark Sanchez is doing this day these days, but a butt bumble would be right in tune with us. Or my alternative option is we sign both Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick so that way half the country hates us and half the country loves us, guaranteed. So we would then form to have one group of everyone hates us and loves us at the same time. Would we win more games? Probably not, but it would be exciting. What do you think about my trade scenarios?
0: I love them. I particularly (laughs) love the last one. I think that's what you go with. You go absolute hate and absolute love. No in between, and you just r- run a two QB system, and you yep. just totally mix feelings. No clear leadership in the locker room. A lot of confused, mixed messages. Yep. And let's just let's just go down this emotional roller coaster because okay. we're already we're already on it, right? Yeah.
1: And you know how you know every quarterback, every starting quarterback in the NFL has to be a captain and you know have the C patch. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick and Tebow, they would both have special custom design CC patches because they're both co-captains. Just to confuse it even more, we had to go to the NFL League office just to ask if we can get special patches made for these two so no one knows who's really the leader and who's not. I don't know. I, these are just my ideas to rid ourselves of the reason that we continue to be in the leastest and continue to get to make this wonderful podcast.
0: I like it and I'm for it. Sadly, none of those moves were made. Uh, The giants, the giants weren't, weren't listening to you on that one. Didn't hear you, but I'm confident we will see more. uh, Bad throws or good throws, I guess in this sense, we'll see more good completion percentage to defensive players. And also um, we'll see more opportunities that he just overlooks. And it was actually on on one note, it was really astonishing how many downfield throws that were wide open that at least would have been like 40 yard gains, but probably mm-hmm. a touched a couple of them guaranteed touchdowns that he just yeah. did not see. It was incredible. And you know, it's bad when you see it happen like five times from the commentators. Cause they usually don't do that kind of stuff because in yeah. general, you know, it's a fast paced game. And so it's like, that could be like your backside guy. No, these were like your second read, like very uh, yeah. obvious. It was, it was really impressive, honestly, in a lot of yeah. ways.
1: The thing that really hurt was at – I think it had to have been with about – no, it was on that last drive that they scored. So less than two minutes left in the game. He's a, he's about to go down, and you're thinking he's going to throw this ball away or he's going to throw this ball to a defender again because the pocket's collapsing. He's freaking out. He's going to get throw another pick, and he throws the ball away like you're supposed to, throws it out of bounds. Perfect. That's exactly what you should do. And the announcers cheered and applauded. (laughs) And that, that one hurt right down in the guts. Wow. The announcers are cheering that he actually threw the ball away.
0: Mm. That's, That's real tough.
1: Yeah. That's how you know
0: you you are you are in the middle of an NFC of a least groove. Yes, specifically yeah. the NFC least groove. So, wow. Yeah, that was that was something else and it was definitely conflicting at first because I didn't know how to feel. And it took me a while about half the game to figure out that like okay, it's okay to want the Giants to win for these two reasons I mentioned earlier. But honestly at first I was like I was like, "Oh man, Got to love Tom Brady um, getting, getting fed his kryptonite. And then but then I was like, wait, we have to least. And it was a whole back and forth. And finally, so, about halftime, I figured it out. But yeah, because who doesn't so love Giants, seeing Tom get frustrated at his receivers and then slam his helmet, uh, compromising his loves helmet? That.
1: <laughs> yep. Everybody loves that. And the Giants re- literally just have a built-in game that they can win. And it's okay for it still to be in the least territory. Right. They only have one win on the season so far, so they just—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's like having a built-in cushion.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a little handicap there, and that's and and so we can live with it. You know, it's like, hey, no, it's okay. Let them—they can win this one. There are sanctioned NFC least wins, and that was one of them. And I think that we're all in agreement that that flag shouldn't have been picked up because it was a hundred percent pass interference. But we won't linger here for too long because I I know I know it hurts you the most far more than it hurts me. So. Uh, and I, and all I'm, I'm confident the Eagles will have a game just like that, if not exactly like that. So we can go ahead and shift gears. Uh, as you know, we've been keeping track of stats now before we're not going to dive into all the stats. As you know, I really stepped up my stat game and got that whole spreadsheet and it's like, Whoa, what are we doing? And we both – we talked it over and decided, look, we don't need to go through all the stats every week because especially if you're not like super into this and definitely if you're not even fans of any of these teams, it can be way overwhelming. So we'll maybe do a full breakdown every few weeks, but for now we're just going to highlight the important ones such as you know the race to 500 on our touchdown to interception ratio, which sadly – sadly – which Carson is he, he's staying he's saying at five hundred on his. He's twelve and twelve. Um and so we've increased in both categories, but we haven't really closed the gap. It's still thirty-seven touchdowns to thirty-two interceptions. So we're still we're still looking to improve there. But yeah. I'm confident that in the coming weeks, as Denukie continues to to play and to lease really hard, that he will he will help us out right now because he hasn't really oh, yeah. done there. much, but he'll because he because they like to kick it back to 2005 when the wildcat was a thing, and <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah, you gotta remember
1: that he year. just now got to where he's playing in the division, so he'll mm-hmm. work his way into this. I mean, he'll get there. He's got. It's he's,
0: okay. he's, he's gotta got to get broken. He'll be all right. Yeah. He'll yeah, yeah. be all right. So that's that's big update there. Only other big updates is he. You know he's helped out in the completion percentage category. He dropped it a whole uh, five point one points. Very good for the Cowboys collectively. That's really what we like to dropped see. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really killing it, right? And I mean, as a division, I can always update those. We're eight twenty two and one. Puts us at twenty seven point two percent win winning percentage, roughly. So, feeling real good in the bottom of the barrel, try and keep that sub thirty. see if we can get sub twenty five by the end of the year, but we'll see. I really just love that we can have a team in the playoffs who is four, eleven, and one. Uh, I think they put a statistic on either the, uh, one of the two games. I think it was the Eagles Cowboys, and they said that if all the teams in the division went like three and three with each other and only beat each other you could have a situation where the Eagles, like, take it at 4-11-1 or something crazy like that. And I was like,
1: yes! That would be fantastic.
0: That would be the least and would be the best at all at the same time. Best at the least. This week, we already covered the, the idiotic buy that the NFL shouldn't give this division buys this year because it's unnecessary and irrelevant. Let's... What do we got to look forward to this coming weekend?
1: All right. Well, of course, the Eagles are on the bye. Then Mm -hmm. I think the highlight of this coming week, Giants against football team.
0: Ooh, that's right,
1: people. More divisional games. So Bowl number four. We're guaranteed that the division will actually get a win. Or a tie. So someone's not not losing this Mm -hmm. week. That's the real moral of the story. Um, Giants football team. I don't know. I'm going to go with Giants by, I don't know, five. So, you know, 17-12. Mm, Sounds I fine. Like it. I like it. Um, then the other game, Steelers-Cowboys.
0: Yes.
1: So, I cannot see any sort of a world where Danaki does not just get shredded. That defense is so good and Denucky is so just Nucky.
0: Mm -hmm. That Um, O line is a real patchwork.
1: Yeah. So we're talking, I'm thinking 28 to three. Yeah. That's what I got.
0: I want them, I'm with that. I, I, the only thing that I want, and this is just on a personal level, I want the Steelers to get over 30. I want it to be like 33 for three. I want to see a good old-fashioned blowout. You get above 30, you coast, and then the Cowboys just do their thing and don't do anything with it, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. what what would be helpful is hopefully uh, Danaki, they'll at least let him throw the ball, and he can throw it to the Steelers a couple times. Help us with that That would be game. helpful. That would be helpful. They're not scoring any touchdowns.
1: Yeah. I don't see this Cowboys
0: the- scoring a touchdown for weeks.
1: Yeah, and the only thing about Danaki on the interceptions is – as we saw in the Eagles game, he just holds on to the ball for yeah. a really long time and just ends up getting sacked.
0: He'll take the sack.
1: Like he just holds on to that football until Fletcher Cox hits him and then there he fumbles and then he gets army crawled over.
0: Yeah, he totally disrespected. Still
1: just a beautiful, beautiful it was thing amazing. to see.
0: I wanted I wanted like five more sacks in that game after I saw that because it was like I need this celebration <laughs> all the time. So much. Yeah. All the time, but I'll take that. I really I really need uh the Giants to open up this division, get a win, uh keep keep Washington in their rightful place as a football team with no name and no no good record to speak of. Do you remember a time? I remember a time when we we looked at the Washington football team and we said, look, this is either gonna be total disaster or mm-hmm. Total dark horse, and they're going to have the greatest NFL season because they have no mascot or team name. They have no name but team. I feel like I remember a time, but I feel like maybe that was just a dream.
1: Well, I'm going to go with dream. I think think we put it on. I think we might have recorded Alternate reality where it was possible That it all went well
0: mm. I would like to have a glimpse Into that alternate reality and just see You know how they were looking this week Be interesting yeah. right
1: yeah. yeah it would be uh, Kind of fun to go back and listen to how In the world we decided That they would be where they were And not where they are And uh Oh right real quick I need to uh, get into My I don't have a title for this segment. So I'm going to do just – I'm going to call it something real quick and easy. I'm going to call it the uh, Connors football, non-football topic of the NFC least of the week.
0: Mm, I no, like it. Just Look something inside.
1: that just real quick rolls off the tongue, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, last week, of course, we did which quarterback would die – is most likely to die first in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. This week, what I came up with for you – Which of the head coaches would win the fight?
0: Oh.
1: So, we'll lead off with the tale of the tape. Of course, we have from the football team, Ron Rivera. He is 58 years old, 6'3", 225 pounds. He just Mm. beat cancer. You have Doug Peterson, 52 years old, also 6'3", 221 he always looks out of sorts and wild-eyed. Don't <laughs> no Judge, 38 years old. No official height, but based on detailed Google pick searches and comparisons, we're guessing around 6'2 or so. He appears to be around a healthy build with a little extra beat in the tum-tum from a good time or two. <laughs> then Mike McCarthy, 56-year-old, 6'5 and several late-night... How is my team this bad? TV dinners too many. <laughs> so what I figured is have, the best way to do this is a round-robin format, just to make sure everyone fights everyone. So we're going to lead off with Ron Rivera versus Doug Peterson. And thing is here, I think because they're uh, similar size and age, This one's going to have to go Doug Peterson, seeing as he didn't just go through cancer treatments. If we're talking uh, both of them kind of in their prime, I think I'm going to go Ron Rivera. Uh, You know, That's a whole different exercise and a different topic altogether. Uh, Do you agree with that uh, ruling on that one?
0: Yeah, I'll agree 100% with that. I love it.
1: All right. We'll move on to... Uh, Ron versus Joe Judge, and I'm thinking Judge has to take this one pretty easy. He's too young, and he's not just hugely overweight. He do- he's not even given up a huge size advantage. So I ju- I'm just not sure how, at this point in his life, how Ron Rivera can hang.
0: He's also formerly a special teams coach, so you know exactly. we all know we all know how high energy and wild those guys are. So. Yeah, I, yeah. See him, I see him coming at Ron like a, like a spider monkey. Okay. And...
1: All right, that's what I was thinking too. All right, and last one for Ron, him against Mike McCarthy. This one, I don't know, this one's a knockdown drag out because, I mean, is it really, really just a lot of times it's going to come out down to the age-old question, is chemo or obesity worse on your body? Some say chemo. Some say that, you know, that third Happy Meal in the day is a little worse. I don't know. Uh, Gus, I literally, I, I have this one as a toss-up. I'm giving it to you for final call.
0: So look, there's key few key factors here, all right? Huh? <clears throat> Mike gets on top of Ron's game over. I don't know if this is oh. an MMA style or prison style. We haven't specified, and I don't think we should. But I'm just saying, Mike, if he can get his weight, Throwing it in the right direction, it's 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 a quick once over. But if yep. but if but if it goes more than like thirty five seconds, it's Ron's mm-hmm. it's Ron's fight. And yep. knowing knowing just how cerebral Ron is, I gotta get and just how seemingly non present Mike is. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go slight edge Ron here. I do agree, it'd be super okay. close fight. But I'm gonna give the edge where Ron's gonna muster up the strategy to be able to just tire Mike out a little bit. And then all he has to do is he just say, hey, oh my gosh, is that a loose fry? And then he puts his foot out, pushes him a little bit, and lets gravity do all the work. And bada bing, bada boom. End of the yes, fight. I'm,
1: I'm full on with you there. All right, we'll give uh, Ron Rivera his, his tallies in. He ended up one and two. So let's move on to the next group. We got Doug Peterson versus Joe Judge. Now, okay. Okay. I really feel like this should be a Joe Judge, you know, youth mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, Joe Judge, like you said, former special teams coach, high intensity. But I'm kind of getting the vibe that Doug Peterson would pull some sort of cheap move with a cool name. Like he calls it the Iron Malice, where he fakes an injury before popping Joe Judge right in the strawberry basket, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And since we have no specified rules, I think it counts. I think I think Doug Peterson comes through with the upset victory. I really do.
0: See, once again, you know, typically they say like you don't want to just agree with what everyone says, but how can I not agree with that analysis? I think that's a perfect description, right? Look, Doug's real vanilla toast when you look at him. All right, yep. everything about him super vanilla toast as a player. Uh, I mean, he does have a Super Bowl win, and. uh, so he I think he is a good coach on some level. And he I think he's he's relatively strong, relatively healthy. And like you said, obviously Joe Judge has clear advantage all Sorry. around on this guy. But what is what is old Doug Peterson known for? He's known for pulling out a little trickery at just the right times, maybe taking a little bit of risk and kind of taking those calculated risks. And I think I think you're exactly right. I think he'd pull out some weird move at seemingly just the right time and joe just wouldn't be ready for it because as a special teams coach what do you teach him right you sprint down the field you stay in your lane you don't move until the ball moves and you get the right angle and you dive in front of the kicker not at the kicker there's nothing crazy it's very straightforward and i think exactly i think a little bit of cleverness on doug's side gets him the upset win
1: okay that's where i was thinking but glad i had it verified All right, our last one for Doug, him versus Mike McCarthy, which is such a weird matchup. Doug's a little younger. He appears to be, you know, in better shape. But the only thing about it, Mike McCarthy was a tight end in college. Like, he actually played tight end in college, so he might have some long-lost strength down there to overpower Doug Peterson. I don't know. But... (sighs) I don't know. I think end of the day, I have to take Peterson, but I, I could be talked out of it just because it's just such a weird two old men fighting that you're like, why am I watching this? And why are they fighting over a bagel? The shop's just right around the corner. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, gut gut right off the bat. You come in and say, this should be an obvious win for Doug. But then I start thinking, and I'm like, Mike just might have – Doug could underestimate Mike just enough, yeah, and and then just make a questionable move, and then Mike could just muster up just enough will and energy and of get in some of that old school that old uh, tight end you know footwork that he had to have as being half a lineman half a receiver and have some quickness and make a move right. But I think it, we look at it from a higher level where we're running 100 simulations of this, I only see that happening five times out of that simulation, right? Sure. So just based off that totally unbased um, unbiased, not sarcastic, not made yeah. up off the top of my head, statistic, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going give I'm going to stick with Doug on this one. I'm not okay. going to talk you out of it maybe I did but I'm not I I, I don't no, think I think did. I
1: think that's where I'm at. I Doug. think that's where I'm at. So Doug finishes the round robin at a perfect 3 and 0. So now we go into the final matchup Joe Judge versus Mike McCarthy. This one is really uh it's not for silver. I guess it could be for silver depending on who wins. If not, it's just kind of for bragging rights and you know if Mike McCarthy's going to end up as the proverbial punching bag in the division. And I think that's what he is. I think it's pretty clear-cut Joe Judge wins this fight. He's way too young, way in solid shape. I'm not sure that Mike McCarthy can bank on someone else game planning his way out of this butt-whooping, but he's not going to do it. And I think it's pretty – I don't know how he wins this fight at all.
0: Oh, Joe Judge Judge destroys him.
1: Yeah, he's a, I mean, Mike McCarthy's a little like taller. He's obviously heavier, but uh, it's not enough to, not enough of a weight advantage to overpower him or anything like that. I think he just gets shredded.
0: Yeah. No, Joe Judge eviscerates Mike McCarthy. No chance. That's the only way this fight goes.
1: 100 out of 100 times. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. So, our final tally with Doug Peterson at a perfect 3-0. Joe Judge at 2-1. Ron Rivera at 1-2. And Mike McCarthy, the punching bag, at
0: 0-3. Feels good. Feels right. And I think that's the perfect segue for to just shift right into our power rankings. Yeah.
1: I think uh, pretty clear-cut Eagles at the top of the power rankings – Mm-hmm. For if we're talking for best not for leastuses. Yeah. For leastuses, it's still gotta be. I don't know. The Cowboys are coming on strong towards the leastuses. Even though they only have one more win and they beat the Giants head to head. I think from top to bottom we go Eagles one. Football team two? Cowboys three, Giants four. Ooh. Oh, oh.
0: That's- It's a weird one, man.
1: That hurts. That's
0: Mm. so. Yeah, we can. We eagles out of the way. Everything else is up for grabs. Uh huh. Dude. Ow. Dude. Based on what I saw this last week, I would honestly, because I know record plays a part, but we're talking power rankings, so there's more than just record that comes into play. I'm honestly gonna go football team two, which I always hate Uh doing and but by week so what am i supposed to do with last week nothing and the eagles are there this week what are they supposed to do with it really really screwing things up anyways i digress can't go down <laughs> that rabbit hole then i'm going to go i'm going to go giants cowboys just purely That's based 100%. off the fact the giants still seem to have a little bit of fight in them like they at least halfway try to like all right we'll line True. up on defense and True. we'll actually make some plays and will and same with their offense. Like they'll actually kind of move the ball, but not too much. The Cowboys literally aren't doing anything like there yeah. is no
1: outlook. And I also saw that the red rifle is under COVID protocol right now. So he's probably not playing COVID? this week.
0: Did they I knock so. the COVID into this man?
1: I guess, or the uh, doctor that they had checking for a concussion just happened to have COVID and they didn't know. I don't know. But I'm
0: going with they knocked the COVID into this man. They can cuss like- this man into COVID.
1: Whew, I had no idea that was how you could get that. That is tough for the red rifle. Mm-hmm. Really tough. I, th- I,
0: I think it can only happen to genders, but I'm not positive. We'll have to oh, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to yeah. really research that and maybe come to back come back to that next week.
1: So that's some pretty good science. So mm-hmm. I, I believe you.
0: <laughs> Always believe the science. But yeah, so I think I think I think that's what I don't know if if that if I shifted your mind, but that's what mine are is the Eagles, football team, Giants, and then Cowboys. Because
1: I kind of think it should be Eagles, football team, and then the Giants and Cowboys are tied for fourth.
0: Ooh, that's Not even third. better. No third spot, fourth. It goes one, two, four. No, I like that. That's the best it goes one,
1: two, four, four.
0: That's mm-hmm. how
1: it goes. Yeah. Yes.
0: No, that's That's our, that's the final answer. I want to be a millionaire. That is my final answer. So I think that wraps it up for this episode. And um, (laughs) that wraps it up for our round Robin coaches fight and with our power rankings (laughs) And specifically on those, obviously, would love to know, what do you think? What do you think about our analysis of if all the coaches had to fight each other? And l- notice we didn't get specific, so you don't need to worry about getting specific on the details of the fight necessarily in terms of the no. rules. And, you know, what do you think of our power rankings having no third place? It's tied for fourth with the bottom two. And when there's only four spots, we'd love to know any and all of your thoughts on anything we talked about Send them in to the ramblingviking at gmail.com or the news text line, which is 580 678 9258. I now have it memorized down, Pat. Feels good. But thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the NFC Least. I can't believe we are now halfway through the season and we're still doing this. I remember when, like, week two, when I was like, oh, well, if this keeps happening and they maintain. You know, trying to make history and be one of the worst divisions ever, and now we're here. We are, into, yeah. We're going into Week Nine, and we are right where we started in Week one, Week's one and two. So, yeah, I can only predict that this just goes through the end of the season, and it'll be really yep. interesting to see how it plays out. I'm excited for the playoff talk for whoever gets to go get punished yeah. and embarrassed on national TV. So. Yeah, we uh, we had this week with two primetime games. I don't think we have any next week, but uh, hopefully we get some more so everyone can be subject to the terrible football. But that's all we have. Thanks, everybody, once again, and we'll see you next week with the NFC Least.